welcome back, Clinties, to season two, episode five. Oh my gosh, I got it right this time. Yeah. Nice. I didn't even say anything. Good for you. <laughs> I didn't even get any cues this time. That's great. <laughs> so let's. Oh man. Ooh. So Super Bowl Sunday. Ooh. That's what day it is today. I know. Today is Super I Bowl. Could, ugh, I could care less. Really? I mean, most people just care about the halftime show. Apparently, you know, Usher is going to have a surprise performance. Actually, that's what's all over my TikTok is people what? guessing what Usher's like. I love those videos so much. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. God. They're like dancing all his songs and hey. guessing the lineup. <gasps> They're so funny. I love it where it's like, okay, this is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Usher. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, it is hilarious. And I said, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Apparently, there's a I special performance by Justin Bieber, so we'll see. And then, you know, everyone keeps Weird. saying, and Taylor Swift, special performance by Taylor Swift. Oh, no, wait. Wasn't Usher, like, Justin Bieber's, like, bro? Like, like wasn't he, like, the dude who, like, brought him up? Yeah. yeah. Okay, then that's not weird. I was like, that's so weird. No, it's not. I remember that. I forgot. Um, That's cute. Yeah, it's going to be great. And <sighs> Taylor Swift apparently made it. All my TikTok this week has been like, if t- Taylor is in <laughs> Tokyo and they're 16 yeah. hours ahead, she's going to land in LAX at this didn't, time. Yeah, did the Japanese government? Make some statement about how it is possible for her to get to L.A.? I thought I saw that. Like that they, would be they, funny. I think they gave like a legitimate lettered statement of like, yeah, she can get to the oh my God. thing. Um, yeah, you're right. My whole FYP is like I've, I know that Taylor Swift does um, – I don't know if you call them Easter eggs or whatever, but it's like very coded. Mm. Like everything's like – secret messaging and or at least that's what her fan base creates i have no idea how real it is Mm -hmm. um but it's like this is the 13th if she goes to the super bowl it's the 13th game and her apparently her favorite number is 13 and so there was like all of i have no idea i was just about to say i doubt it i have no idea um no but um Everything on my f- – not everything, but so many things on my FYP was about the number 13 because it's all Taylor Swift-ish, uh-huh. Taylor Swift-coded. And it was like the game is on February 11th. Two plus 11 is 13. Oh, boy. Um, they got deep There was a that. bunch of other ones. Like that was the only one I could think of right now. But there was like so many. This is the 13th game she's going to go to. Um, mm. And then it, I don't, 87 plus 13 equals 100. I don't even know. It's crazy. <laughs> But I think it's cute. She's here. But she landed. Her private jet landed at LAX. What? Like the morning? Speaking of her private jet, um, I know how everyone went wild mm-hmm. about um, like her carbon emissions or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they made that article like a week ago. Mm-hmm. And she's not even like top 30. <laughs> like, I think there's like four Kardashians that are like in the top 10 for the most carbon emissions. Yeah, but they got to be mad at somebody. Since she has so well, much Well, I think, I think it's the same type of um, – it's just everyone's always talking about her. So it's like the most negative thing. So you could always – like let's just always talk. I mean I don't yeah. expect ethics from any billionaire ever. Mm-hmm. I expect only bad behavior. That's just my <laughs> expectations. I wonder if she there made it no through all that billionaires. She went from LAX. I would guess that she probably took a helicopter. It would you also think? be my guess. I have z- zero idea. Cool. Um, I think a lot of celebrities, uh, utilize helicopters in LA to avoid traffic. 
I mean, Let's if you have the money, lifestyles. might as well. Turn I mean, it that's into where the we Jetsons, get. That's I why guess. the planet's as shitty as it is. <laughs> yep. Fuck it. I don't want to be in traffic. Why take an hour to get there when I could only take me twelve minutes? I'll take a helicopter. Oh my gosh. To be rich, couldn't even think of it. <laughs> So today it's a life. It's a life I'll never have to face. <laughs> Those not struggles, and it's not something I'll ever have to deal. I'll with. I'll never have to make that choice. I will. Drive. I'll never have to live that life of that many problems. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I did see, though, because um, apparently yeah. they release commercials, I guess, before they're on TV. The oh, Super Bowl commercials. I thought those were only yeah, for I guess Super Bowl. They- I, th- I guess they're like releasing them early because huh. I saw one and okay. it was adorable. Aww. It's um, what the hell is it? I don't know. It's some lotion. I don't use it. Cetaphil or something. It seemed very like medicated lotion. I don't, whatever it is. Uh-huh. Anyway, um, it was this cutesy cute commercial, and it's this daughter like whatever putting on lotion, and then her dad is like trying to like interrupt her in her room, and he's wearing a football jersey, and then it's their like little dynamics, and it's Taylor Swift coded again. Uh huh. Because suddenly he, like, gets her a red jersey. It has a number 13 on it in the commercial. Uh. And then she, like, joins him for the football game. And it had me in my feels. I always enjoyed watching football with my dad. But it was so, like, I haven't seen my dad in a while. It was extremely sentimental. Like, (laughs) Like, it was so cute. And then... The next day, all over my FYP, is this girl and her stepdad, and they, like, hold up their phone like she's a content creator or whatever, uh-huh. and she holds up her phone, and there's that sound where it says – I don't know if you've heard it, but it's a sound that says, is this fucking play about us? Yeah. Um, and it's to that sound. Oh. That's their whole content. It's, like, how they broke out and, and, like, cutesy father-daughter Taylor Swift, and they did, like, side-by-sides of her content and this commercial – and it's so oh, – dude, they stole this girl's content. <gasps> a thousand percent. Oh, like, my gosh. I think they're du- – I think the company's like, doubling down and being like, no, we didn't even know about this <sighs> until now. Oh, my gosh. But they're, they're too similar. To uh, not be like, no. stolen. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like, the the, the, ugh, the whole thing. No. It's way too similar. And But it does bring up a really good point because I've seen a couple other content creators, like, make this complaint that, you know, you post mm. these videos and you put it on TikTok and then it's for public consumption. And there's not really laws, I think, that are current that are able to affect this yet but people can you know save these videos and these companies are putting it in their commercials some like actual some of these tiktok videos Mm -hmm. they're putting in commercials and then not paying anyone for them and i don't think it's illegal i have had an experience like this before where i had made something and put it on etsy and Uh no one else like had it on etsy right and so i put it up there I'm not going to say what it is because these people were really after me for a bit. Um, <gasps> but they kept messaging me over and over and over again saying that they put it on their Etsy first and they own the they own the phrase and I better take it down what? or they're going to seek legal action. And I was like, but we're like, you don't have anything on here. And so when I did more research, apparently people could like take what you've posted and patent it and then it becomes illegal uh-huh. for you to post it. And I'm like, so yeah. If you don't own the patent first, yeah. 
So then I'm Pretty like, weird. oh, okay. So if I put my cool idea out there, people could steal this. Yep. And boom. Now I'm in trouble. So needless to say, I took it down. <laughs> but yeah, I get it. They probably don't patent it or whatever, whatever phrases yeah. they're using or content they're using. And then it's getting stolen by other people who realize that you don't have a patent. Mm-hmm. Patents are kind of wild. Yeah. Like just the idea of a patent. You can like own a phrase. Yeah. Um, doesn't Paris Hilton own That's Hot? I, I have no clue, but. Do well, you remember that from like junior high or high hot. school? <laughs> Remember, like, that's hot. Yeah. And she owns <laughs> like, you it. can, like, own those phrases. Yeah, I think she does, actually. Whoa. But there are certain things like that. Um, I, I I fucking hate the Patriots. I'll just say that with my whole chest. And um, they are che- cheaters and they ruined football. Uh-huh. And I'll, it was a fumble is all I'm going to say. And every Raider fan is going to know what I'm talking about. But they tried to patent, I think um, – a phrase, the perfect season or something like some bullshit like that or Owen 16 or 16 and O or something like that. And like, they try to do that. Like what? the things that people try to buy yeah. or try to own some of that shit's wild. Mm-hmm. Like if you ever look up, cause I believe those applications might be publicized public, mm-hmm. but if you ever look up failed patent applications, shit's hilarious. Well, I can't wait to dig into oh, that later. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, yeah. Well, enough of this. Oh, wait. Who do you have? Let's just go out there. Who do you have? Who's going to win? I don't even have a team. I'm one of those people. I'm one of those people that's like, I'm know, just there for the teams. I'm there for the food. I'm there for the vibes. That's it. <laughs> but, I'm just here for a good time. Yeah. Obviously, I don't want the Chiefs to win. Um, okay. Again, Raiders fan. Well, then so you only got one option. <laughs> I guess the Niners. Yeah. I guess you know what? I will go with the Niners because all over my TikTok is um she's a wife of a player. I don't even know the name of either of these people, but she's the um she's the girl who made a couple of people. She made like Simone Biles outfit. She made something for Taylor Lautner. She made something for Taylor oh, Swift. Oh, is it the you girl with the, the weird last name? And I know that sounds super messed up, but it has like random <laughs> just you know what I'm talking about, right? The last <laughs> name has There's a reason lot I said I didn't know. I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> okay. It was I, also I difficult for, for me. But yes, I, I know. know. It it's very European. Like German is what I was thinking when I think the name. Mm-hmm. Um but I can't remember it. But yeah. Um, it's her. I know you know what I'm talking yeah. about. Uh, but her husband is all over like Instagram when those photos, like Taylor Swift and the jacket got photos got posted and whatever. Her husband, who's a player on the 49ers, uh-huh. is like, My wife made that or whatever. <laughs> that, oh, but isn't that so wholesome? He's shouting her out, he's giving her credit where credit's due. Yeah, so and I, now she has a, I think she has a contract with Nike. What because she was basically, yeah, because what she was doing. I think is um, she was like re- wh- what you're allowed to do, which is like refurbish mm-hmm. outfits because okay. obviously the d- original designs of the jerseys and stuff weren't her. She didn't make them, mm-hmm. but she, I think you're allowed to do those certain types of things. It was like you're refurbishing something. Mm-hmm. And so then Nike uh, saw how popular all her, st- her stuff was. And I think she's going to like design clothes, which thank God, because women's NFL apparel is cringy as yeah. fuck. I hate it. Good for her. Horrible. I just wear men's t-shirts, so. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's a very interesting – it's very, like, uh, 
very high fashion type style. It's not for me, but people are into it. A lot of people will buy it. Yeah. Yeah. What a big market. That's cool. Good for her. Yeah. So I, I, yes. So yeah, I'm going to go with uh, 49ers today. Okay. All right. Hopefully. We'll see who wins later. I swear to God, if fucking Chiefs win again, I'm just done. (laughs) Well, they have all this publicity already. Be really sad. You know what? I'm going to try and put this on loud so you can hear it. I have a video of my dad, and I'm just, I have to do this. I'm sorry. Okay. I have to do this. It's a video I took of my dad, I swear, I think like 10 years ago. It's me and him. I'll, I'll show you so you uh-huh. can see it, but I want the sound on so that the, so that the Clinties can hear it. But this is my dad and his feelings. We are the only Raider fans in the stadium in a sea of red jerseys. And at the top of his lungs, he is screaming. I hate, I hate the Chiefs. Oh, my God. That video is at least eight to ten years old. I probably send it to multiple people every single year. Oh, my gosh. Your dad is probably I put it out there saying it dad. again today. Shout out to my dad. <laughs> he sent it to me today. Oh. He said, still true. <laughs> Oh, I love your dad. Oh, God. Fucking Chiefs. All right. Anyway, the real topic. Let's jump into it. What is it? Animal therapy. (laughs) What is it? Animal therapy. Animal, yeah. Okay. So I guess, what do you know about animal-assisted therapy? That's the first question I got for you. What do you know about it? Can you hear me? Yeah, sorry. I accidentally turned my mic all the way down. I couldn't hear it. I was oh. like, what the fuck just happened? So what Say do you again. know about animal-assisted therapy? What do I know about animal-assisted therapy now that I've had to, like, look into some shit? Um, I know a little bit now. Okay. So animal-assisted therapy, AAT, mm-hmm. uh, I guess is a health intervention. It's meant to improve physical, social, emotional, or cognitive functioning. And it's with animals as like the integral part of treatment. Mm -hmm. Therapeutic use of animals was argued for decades. And many associations employ this intervention in order to improve care. Okay. So it's two things. It's like animal assisted therapy, Mm -hmm. which is a very specific type of therapeutic approach. And then I think separately we have... Uh, therapy dogs or therapy emotional pets. support animals or therapy animals. That's all. Yeah. yeah, therapy. So there's like so that <clears throat> that is somewhat unregulated. And so if yeah. you use the term comfort animal, comfort dog, therapy dog, therapy pet, mm-hmm. like those, that type of is. And I say somewhat unregulated because you can get registered and certified as a therapy dog. Mm-hmm. And that's, I believe, I'm not an expert on this whatsoever, but I believe you have to go through training. They have to be trained as a therapy dog Mm. and then they have to pass. um, I think I've told it to you before because my 2024 goal is to get copper uh, certified as a therapy dog and they have to pass AKC stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think not to say like paper, like they have to be papered because that's not it. But like behavioral training. Yeah, they, they go through training and they have to pass a good 
I think it's called a good citizens test, Mm -hmm. which is like just a good boy (laughs) test. (laughs) Just to make sure he's a good boy as he comes. I'm saying good boy all cute and he's coming over here. Oh my gosh. Um, so I think it's cute because, you know, obviously there's there's some type of regulation. And if you're working specifically with like a behavioral health facility, mm-hmm. they will have their own like certification process. Like you can come to a place and say, I have, you know, I went to PetSmart and got the therapy training, the therapy dog training, which is what COPS is going to do because we're in intermediate training right now. Oh, just, just okay. So, you know, he, gradu- wow. he graduated beginner. He graduated He's beginner training. yellow belt now. Oh, yeah. So we're in intermediate right now. Um, after intermediate is... Black belt. Right? I don't know what the fuck is after that. What's after intermediate? Advanced. Uh, advanced. Advanced yeah. training. Thank you. Advanced training. And then he can take therapy training. But anyways, um, so you can come like with a certification like, hey, yo, my dog's therapy trained. Uh-huh. Here's a certifi- certification. And then they, the behavioral health institute, wherever you go, may have their own. Like, mm. okay, cool. Nice certificate. Uh, bring, let me see your dog yeah. and make sure he's a good boy yeah, <laughs> or well, a good girl. Yeah. I know that there's, I mean, I think we're, we have so many talks we could talk about within this topic, but I think there's True. a difference first and foremost between an emotional support animal and a therapy assisted animal. So Absolutely. emotional support animals, they don't have to go through all the hoops and jumps like all the, like a therapy animal does. So like, well, that is very unregulated when it comes to it. Yes. So the therapy dog, somewhat some regulation, but if we're about to have a conversation, cause that's great. Like that type of therapy that can go into equine therapy that can go into, basically it's just therapy and the tool that you're using is an animal because some people connect with animals so much and they can just, you know, like those, those studies that animals bring you happiness. They help people live longer. They can just animals can read your behavior and tell you a lot about their behavior. I'll have to tell you about my experience with equine therapy, but keep going. Keep going. Uh, Okay. So then like, so tangent off of that, if we're now moving into emotional support, emotional support dog, let's just stick with dog because this would be easier for me. Um, That's a whole other thing and is somewhat extremely divisive. And like you said, unregulated. I've seen it so much. You could even buy a vest that says emotional support dog and put it on your animal from Amazon. I can can go to Amazon right now and type in therapy, uh, service dog. So let's bring that up. You can get one of those too. Yeah. So that's, uh, and again, I want to emphasize the fact that I'm not an expert in this. Yes, me neither. I've done you know, done my research and I've found out as much information as I could, but let's just, let's just go down the differences, differences between service animal, right? Yes. Um, yeah. Like full, like how I said earlier, uh, AAT animal assisted therapy, that's an intervention style. Yes, so that's out the water now mm-hmm. with an animal. That's just the intervention, a service animal, or a service dog, that's going to be easier for me to do. They can go into restaurants, shops, hospitals, schools, hotels. And these are animals housing. that you own. These are service animals. Mm-hmm. So when we're going to say the word, the phrase service animal, we're talking very specific because I believe that that's a legal term. That mm-hmm. is different from an emotional support dog. Mm-hmm. Emotional support dog, again, unregulated, but uh, I, I wrote it down. Um, 
Oh, I have the definition. What's an emotional support animal? Not all animals that um, not all animals that individuals with a disability rely on meet the definition of a service animal mm-hmm. for purposes of ADA. Because when we talk service dog, really what we're talking about is federal law and ADA stuff. Mm-hmm. So according to the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development, an emotional support animal is any animal that provides emotional support alleviating one or more symptoms or effects of a person's disability. Mm. Emotional support animals provide companionship, relieve loneliness, and sometimes help with depression, anxiety, and certain phobias. But do not have special training to perform tasks. Mm. So that's the the biggest difference difference Mm -hmm. is a service dog is a dog with a fucking job to do. They have tasks mm-hmm. that they have to do for a person to be able to basically live their life. Mm-hmm. Um, and a support and, a, and an emotional support animal is just that support to my emotions because I am connected to this dog so much or because I'm nervous to go out into public, but I feel better when I'm with my dog. Mm-hmm. I had an experience one time with um, somebody – So this is part of your unregulated stuff that you're talking about Mm -hmm. is that there was this instance where I was at a restaurant and this woman was Mm -hmm. trying to bring in um, her service animal and kept telling the restaurant owner, it's a service animal. And the restaurant owner said, we allow service animals, but they need paperwork. Like tell me or show me that your dog is a actual service animal. And then the animal can come in because it's a restaurant. People are eating. Uh, Mm -hmm. your dog might have fleas, your dog might have hair all over the place and people don't want hair in their meals, et cetera. A lot of stuff. Right. So Mm -hmm. come to find out, this is when I really actually learned the difference between service animal and emotional support animal, Mm -hmm. that her dog was an emotional support animal and she caused chaos in the Mm -hmm. restaurant to get in with her emotional support animal. And it Mm -hmm. wasn't even a service animal. And I think people are using that word like, oh, it's my service dog, service dog, without understanding that there is a, there is a difference and your dog's not well behaved. Yeah. (laughs) That's a big thing. The biggest thing with a service dog is that usually they're extremely well behaved because they're working all the time. Mm -hmm. They're usually just extremely well trained. Um. What I think is interesting about what you just described is they're not allowed to do that. So what you're allowed to ask, what I say this and I'm talking about the restaurant, what you're allowed to ask legally, because I mean, people can, Mm -hmm. you know, ask questions they're not allowed to ask all the time. But legally, what you're allowed to ask is, is the dog a service animal required because of a disability? Mm-hmm. That's a question you're allowed to ask. Not like what's your disability, but is the service animal required because of a disability? And what work or task has the dog been trained to perform? Because remember, oh. it's a task. I wonder if restaurant dog. owners even know that. Probably not, because I, I people people should be should know those things if they're going to ask those things because. There's laws. Yeah. Yeah. So there's things you're allowed to ask. Um, And so what you're not allowed to do is request any documentation that the dog Mm. is registered or licensed. You're not allowed to ask that. So um, not, I mean, it doesn't sound like that person was doing, that lady was doing whatever she was supposed to do with her dog. That sounds like she knew what she was doing and was Mm. doing the wrong thing too. Was doing it anyway. Because I think, 
Yeah. Um, I think that's also, it's somewhat important when it comes to the, the narrative that you're painting whenever it's like, oh, this is my emotional support dog. And maybe the dog's like psycho Mm -hmm. and just goes, loses their shit in the store or whatever. Yeah. Because now I don't, I mean, yeah. Is my dog my also, my emotional support dog? Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. I need my dog in my life. Yeah. Um, and I get sad when I have to leave and go do stuff without him. Yeah. I'm always thinking about Me him. Me too. Um, it sucks. Uh, but I'm not going to judge someone else's like reasons why they want to say that their animal is their emotional support dog. But unfortunately, I think we've all seen a lot of people um, use that when they don't need to. Mm-hmm. And even um, <laughs> I'm not going to say who it was, but I had a family member. <laughs> uh no, I'm going to put her on spot. Actually, it was my sister. Uh-huh. She said she made a joke because I, I made some comment about like, um, I want to go see my, I want to go see Lindsay. I want to go see my best friend. And I was talking about cops coming with me. Uh-huh. And I was like, it sucks because he's too big. I, I He flew with me when he was a, a little baby. He uh-huh. flew with me under the seat in a flight. Um, but now he's big. He's 40 pounds now. Mm. And so I was like, I can't bring him now on a plane. And then my sister was like, oh, just register him as a service dog. I was like, well, I don't have a disability and he wouldn't have a job to do. Yeah. He's like, well, can't you just register him as something? And it's that. Mm. It's that conversation that people have all the time of like, oh, just get just get a letter from a doctor yeah. or something. Just shortcut it. No. Yeah. Well, no. This this law and the reason dogs are allowed on flights does not apply to me. Yeah. I like my dog. I want him to fly with me. But unfortunately, I don't get every fucking thing that I yeah. want, so I don't get to have that. And so when people weaponize mm, and steal part. from others, I think that's wrong. Mm-hmm. But people do that. They know that they're doing that. So people who need and have emotional support animals, whether or not it's a service dog, those people who need that and have it, I'm happy that that's something that we have and that mm-hmm. we're able to bring animals around. But for those who know that they shouldn't, mm-hmm. they know who they are. <laughs> you know and what I, you're I, doing. I, you know what you did. I just – I think it's unfortunate because if you bring an animal into a store – and I see a lot of videos like that where it'll be um, a lot of people who are walking with their true service animal. I, I hate that you even have to say that true service animal. Mm-hmm. That they're walking with their service their service dog in a store. Um, and there's a lot of like uh, training and teaching and people will wear body cams. And so then later they'll upload these cameras mm-hmm. or their body cams of them getting into an argument with someone in a store mm-hmm. who has like – and it's always like the little tiny chihuahuas. They have such a bad rap, but yeah. it just is. And then it's that person with this dog who's like barking and like charging at the service dog. And the service dog's big chilling. Yeah. Like yeah. at the side because they're an extremely expensive and well-trained animal. Yeah. And they're just sitting next to their owner. And, um, you know, this other little dog who's supposedly an emotional sport dog doing crazy. And mm. then the person who's filming is just like, that is not, that dog is not allowed in a grocery store. An emotional sport dog is not allowed in a grocery store. And that is fact. Yes. That's true. Mm-hmm. So there are certain things that service animals are allowed and in places like that, yeah. like in places where you're not allowed to bring a dog, but you are allowed to bring a service dog. One that's trained um, specifically to do tasks, like you said. Tasks oriented. Yeah. yeah. I found something really interesting, actually. Um, where did I? I found when you're allowed to deny it. 
deny someone oh asking someone to remove their service animal i thought this was interesting because all we ever hear is and this is specific for service so a business or state slash local government can ask someone to remove their service animal if one the dog is not housebroken (laughs) oh so it's going to the bathroom inside so yeah, at. the oh. dog has an accident, okay. then they're allowed to be asked to move. Or if the dog is out of control oh. and the person cannot get the dog under control. So I can see that. Like those videos I've seen where you're in the store and the dog is barking and going psycho. Mm-hmm. Well, even if that is your emotional support animal, you don't have control over the dog. So you have to go, like you mm-hmm. have to leave. Um, so it's that type of a situation. Um, so state and local governments can require service dogs to be licensed and vaccinated if all dogs are required to be licensed and vaccinated. Okay. So that has to be like if all dogs have to, then a service dog has to be as well. Okay. Um, and then you can offer voluntary service dog registration program. So if there's registration, but that part's voluntary. They cannot require certification or registration of service dogs or ban a service dog based on the breed. I thought that was Oh, yeah, because a lot of people will ban based on pit bulls. I've seen that happen yep. before because they yeah. deem them as aggressive animals. But if well-trained, mm-hmm. especially to do Well, and then saying, ideally yeah. a service dog, of course, is supposed to be well-trained. Yeah. Um, there was – hold on. Okay, so when we look into the key difference, in, um, individual uh, – individual, <laughs> I'm having a stroke. Individuals with disability may use and interact with working animals. So that's what uh-huh. I like. I like when they call them that, working animals. Yeah, because uh-huh. they're working. Yeah, trouble hub. Trouble, <laughs> or what, what is it? Anyway, anyway uh, interact with <laughs> – I didn't do my duly go today. With working animals for a variety of reasons, only dogs who have received specialized training to perform a specific task or tasks for an individual with a disability mm. are considered service animals. So I think that that's still within regulation is that a service animal it has to be a dog. I believe, yeah, like a task oriented. Mm-hmm. I think it has to be a dog. At least what I found. Um, this is the key difference between a service animal and all other types of working animals, including therapy, comfort animals, and emotional support. Is that a service animal is actually a service dog? Oh. I think that's regulated. Yeah, I haven't um, seen any other type of service animal or even heard of one. I have never seen it either, but I didn't know that it was like – I mean, you can't walk your horse around the town. Like if you got – Right? Oh, my God. Imagine. (laughs) Or because I think I've seen – Or your I think there's a movie or something about a service monkey or chimpanzee. I didn't see it, but I think I saw like a preview for it a while back. Um, But so there is one very specific legalized – situation of when a service service animal when a service dog can be kept out so a business or a state local government does not need to allow a service animal if the dog's presence would be fundamentally alter the nature of the good services programs or activities for example i was gonna say like what like, like i know i was trying to think too may be appropriate to keep a service animal out of an operating room Oh. Or a burn unit where the animal's presence could compromise the sterile environment. Oh. So I can see that. Okay. Yeah. So I think it's very specific, but I do think that that's interesting because a lot of our language when it comes to laws is like somewhat vague. Mm. So 
I'm keeping you out. Like, you know, you can't come in here because it fundamentally alters the nature of our service. But how? So you'd have to have like, exactly. Yeah. So how? That specific example is really good, obviously. Because yeah. like, that's fair. Well, okay. from that, I can't think of anything else. Like, I have no idea. Like I was trying to think like, where would I not allow a dog? Because <laughs> in my mind, when I think of dogs, and I think it's all, also, let me let me back up. I think when you think of service animals or think of emotions, emotional support pets, mm-hmm. all those things, you're thinking about your personal and individual view of a dog. Yeah. I love dogs. Yeah. I love dogs. I've, I mean, I've been bit a couple of times randomly, especially with protective service work you know mm-hmm. you go into people's houses mm-hmm. but I'm ne- I've never been mad at a dog it's just they're a dog it yeah. happens I'm not really mad at the dog I'm mad at whoever owns this fucking dog yeah um, <laughs> who can't control the dog yeah I think it's based off of your your perception of animals and yeah. so people who don't like dogs probably don't like service dogs because they don't like dogs yeah. oh my gosh. so and okay. I think that that alters your view and your opinion on this entire narrative on yeah on animal therapy, on service dogs, on the whole thing. Question. Do service animals have to be trained by therapists? No, no. Well, because a cert- well, ab- first of all, absolutely not. Could you train a dog? No, a but like a certified oriented. Th- no, because remember, the dog's not doing therapy. Right. The therapist is doing therapy. A therapy dog is just a dog that's well-behaved and well-trained, meaning if I say sit, they sit. If I say settle, they settle. And like sit, down, settle, Mm -hmm. calm, uh, a recall word, those things are very important. They're a dog that's not going to bite or bark extremely Mm -hmm. loud out of nowhere. They're not going to growl at others. They're a well-behaved and comforting dog. They will be trained by dog professionals. But do they have because to the be trained? Because the therapist is only for like the specific tasks that they have to do for the person that is in need. Do they have to be trained by a so therapist? So we're talking for that? about so right now you're kind of mixing language for me because we're talking about two different things. A therapy dog does not have tasks, remember? They're just used as the intervention. So as let's pretend cops was a therapy dog, uh-huh. right? As a therapist I have a a well-trained dog who will sit on the couch with you, put his head on your lap, and you will pet my dog while we talk during therapy. And that act of a person sitting with a dog's head resting on their leg, you know, with just that calming presence of a dog, that's therapeutic. And I'm using the dog as a way to calm down my patient. But a service dog has tasks. But a service dog and a therapy dog are trained by, like, dog professionals. As a therapist, if I use a therapy dog, it's just an intervention. I just know how to interact with the dog. And actually, most therapists um, that I've read, they do not have therapy dogs. Behavioral specialists who have dogs or, like, people who are specialized in therapy dogs, dog specialist people, they will come in. Like for groups, like a group, a support group. I, as a therapist, I could run a support group and there will be someone who comes in who I've hired and am paying with their therapy dog and they're walking around with the dog. The dog's giving kisses and hugs and, you know, all this stuff. I'm not doing anything. I haven't trained that dog. Right. So the reason 
I know what you're saying. And I know the difference between the two. But the reason why I'm asking that is because I, I met or know of somebody who got certified as a therapist to train people's service animal that they keep. So like they're part of like an intervention, not, not so much as having a a dog in their intervention for the client, but they're training that person's actual dog because they got certified to do that. So they have kind of like a dual role. I think I'm confused on what you, so say it again, say the job part. So So she's a a therapist (laughs) and she, yeah, because you said she got certified as a therapist. So they're like a certified as a dog therapist, like a, a person who trains the service animal. For the person is what I'm saying. So they do this too with like equine, but specifically there are therapists out there who go get certified in service animal training. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Service animal training. And they train service animals to be service animals. Yeah. So do the people who train the service animals, do they have to be therapists or are they behavior interventionists? Like what are, who are they? No. no, absolutely not. They need to be dog trainers. Just so dog trainers. Well, a good one, uh, yeah. obviously, because like like yeah. I've said a few times, the dog isn't providing therapy. A yeah. therapist needs to be able to utilize a dog, just like you would utilize, but just like us. You could um, have a group, support group, and you could have a different bag of tools Mm -hmm. that you bring in with you. But if no one had ever taught you how to use fidget toys, if I had a group of adults and someone gave me a fidget toy and I'd never even seen a fidget toy before, I wouldn't know that this would be helpful for a person who suffers with anxiety. Right. You know what I mean? Someone, I could hand some, I could hand some old school therapist a bag of warheads and they're not going to be, they're not going to see that and be like, oh, this is helpful for someone going through a panic attack. Right. Because that's a new type of therapy. That, But that's just an intervention. So pretty much you have to know specifically what you're doing with these animals in order to create yeah. the type of service animal that is required for these people. Yeah. If I'm a therapist and, and I'm doing group therapy mm-hmm. and I've never even been around a dog before Ooh. and then a behavioral person walks in with a dog and they're like, hey, I brought a dog for dog therapy. I'm mean, like, the fuck is a dog going to do for this? If I don't believe that if this dog know. is yeah. really just a tool that is helpful and a calming presence for someone, but mm. also people who have a fear of dogs that can or, also you know, badly too. or are allergic or don't like dogs, that's not going to be therapeutic for mm-hmm. them. Yeah. So no, really to be certified for dog, like as if a therapist wanted to get certified or do whatever to train dogs to be therapy dogs, you're not teaching a dog how to be a therapist. You're teaching a dog to be a good trained a dog. Good boy. You're teaching them to <laughs> a, be good a good boy. boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause that's all it is. It's yeah. about, and that's something that um, I just want to brag a little bit. That's something that we in intermediate training learned yesterday for cops is because he can do multiple tricks. Uh-huh. I, don't, I don't know if they're – they're not tricks. Sit isn't a trick. Sit is like a command. They, yeah. He knows multiple commands. But the new command that we're working on is settle. Mm-hmm. And that's – I don't know if you know what that means, but I'm going to say what it means because it took me a second to understand it when she was explaining it. Because he knows sit and then he knows down. But down is very specific because when he does down, it's still very alert. Yeah. Like he's on all four paws mm-hmm. and his legs are bent and he's down. 
but still like at any moment he could hop back up. Yeah. Settle is down and then like he shifts his weight to like one hip and he looks relaxed like he's laying oh, down. Oh, okay. So he has to be – He I we did it a few times yesterday. We're learning heel and settle and I'm still trying to work on um, stimulated – command listening but he's he's pretty good at that <laughs> he's um, a yellow belt all the way <laughs> but yeah so that's that's the thing but so yeah. you'd have to have a dog that could settle yeah like with your dog or either one of your dogs if you walked into a room full of you know 15 to 20 people they go nuts how would they behave mm-hmm. yeah how would they behave so we all know like individuals with their own personal dogs know what their dogs are capable of. Yeah. And some people don't take their dogs on walks. They don't take their dogs to functions. Mm-hmm. My dog, I, f- I feel bad for him because I stimulate the fuck out of this dog all the time. <laughs> he goes to camp three or four times a week. See the thing behind me? Uh-huh. He made that at camp. Oh. Both of those things. He made both of those. That the people is so can't see, cute. but it's dog art. That's his little paw. And they made this with like a sticker and they put the paint on the Ziploc oh or it, on the canvas and then they put it in a Ziploc and then put peanut butter on it. So then he licked it. Oh my God. And so now this is my, my, I know my dog did, it's did like art. It can't be kids. <laughs> It's the best. I love being a millennial in a world where we recognize dog art. That I don't I love it. Ever have to have kids, and I can love my dog. Um, so, what was I talking about? I don't even. Oh, um, so yeah, I have to take him to camp. I take him to the dog park all the mm-hmm. time because for him to be able to be a therapy dog, he has to be overly stimulated and st- still be able to keep his shit together. And but- a lot of people's dogs can't do that because they live in their house with their human and they never go nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is a really big missed opportunity for a lot of people. I think. Oh, hell yeah. Dogs are very therapeutic and can be really good interventions if used more. Because I know a lot of the the children assessment centers and and like really, um, like Mm -hmm. really, uh, how do I say this? Places where um, kids go to have really intense interviews. Um, they have yes. therapy forensic animals. Type. Yeah. Forensic yeah. type places. I've met one of those therapy animals before. Mm-hmm. It is so relaxing and calming for the kids. It's yeah, beautiful. Yeah, exactly. Well, even um, a lot of police stations are starting to have comfort oh. and therapy dogs now where not, you know, because obviously there's the canine units, yeah. the little narc dogs. Yeah. But this is a cool, this is a chill this is a dog. Cool dog. This is the one just there. <laughs> this is the one just to make you feel better. Not the one who's going to narc you to the cops. Uh, but so, yeah, I mean, a lot of places are moving towards that way. And I think it's mm. great. The world's becoming more you know, dog friendly. Yeah. And if you're a therapist who's wanting to, who has a dog and wants to train your dog to be a part of an your intervention that you use, guess what? Everything you purchase and pay for and buy is about to be tax exempt because mm. it's for your job. Wow. Yeah. What a missed opportunity. I actually think I might consider I know. Don't it. think I'm not talking about talking to my tax person <laughs> about that. I mean, you should, but that leads I'm us. Gonna, I'm really excited about it. <laughs> that leads us into like, equine therapy because I've recognized that I don't know that much about at all. I don't know a ton. I know that you have to be in order to even be an E there's a difference between equine therapy and equine assisted therapy. Apparently I found out in a really harsh way before because I offended somebody, but Oh my God. Okay. Sorry. But, uh, God, we can piss people off so fast. So equine assisted therapy is not Mm -hmm. therapy. It's like you said, it's a therapeutic intervention tool. It's a tool that they use, but they're not actually doing therapy. So it's more like they're, um, going out 
and overcoming their fear of getting on the horse and riding the horse and connecting with the horse and like more of an emotional service animal kind of thing, if I could explain. Yeah. Okay. I know exactly what you're talking about. And I've gotten pissed off before because of the way that certain organizations will label themselves yes. and cuz i get mad when someone uses the word therapy i, I this, this, this is isn't what therapy happened. like yep. yeah i know it's really i know it feels good and it's really nice to go to the farm and ride a horse for the day that's great and that i'm not saying that they shouldn't do that that's a that is a service mm-hmm. but that is not diagnosing that's not unpacking trauma that's not doing those things that's not therapy you can still utilize that situation i wish they would have called it something else like behavior intervention or i don't know something other than therapy because when i had addressed this person and said oh so you have Mm. therapists on staff and they were like no no you don't understand and i'm like oh Okay. Well, no, I think you don't understand, bro. Yeah. But I did have the pleasure um, of going to an actual equine therapy, inter- like with a ther- equine therapist and a horse yeah. therapist, or not horse therapist, horse trainer. And then there was a group mm-hmm. of us. And it was so enlightening. Horses like know it's everything. It, yeah. They're, they're just like dogs. But first of all, that would not be therapeutic for me whatsoever it was a team building activity that i went on and oh my gosh no. the insight that these people had on our team was like spot on and i was like oh, oh that's cool and then i even had Be like a one-on-one it was great Aww. it was great nice. the horse didn't that's listen cool. to me that's why she had a one-on-one she goes well you're not very confident in telling him to go you have to feel it and say it and i'm like oh my gosh okay and i'm like go horse so it was really yeah that's a full that's a full no for me. Um, <laughs> horses, in absolutely no way, are therapeutic to me. They are terrifying. They were they I, were pretty scary when I went in there. They smell. They're fucking huge. Yeah. Okay. I they're thought huge. I was going to get kicked, but nope. Yeah. Nope. Immediately. Um, I have gotten bucked off of a horse. Oh. I've ridden a horse three different times. Okay. Three times in my life. I rode it twice, two days in a row. Because let me tell this little story. I was eight years old. My dad. Wanted to be a fucking cowboy. This is a whole dad episode. This is, yeah. So he bought a horse. Johnny was his name. Red flag number one. Johnny the horse. My dad made me ride this horse. And he bucked me off. Oh my god! I was gosh. eight years old. I've never even been on a horse before. Bucked me off. Johnny's an asshole. But my dad is that dad who says. Get up and try get again, kid. So the next day, took me back out to that farm. Made me get back on that horse. Guess who got bucked off again? Johnny. Johnny so, and you were beefing. Dude, fuck Johnny. <laughs> I hope you know what? Johnny's Blue probably factory dead. for the uh, good. Good. <laughs> that was a shitty ass horse. And <laughs> um, but anyways, uh he never bucked my dad off. I just clearly was afraid, but wow. I don't know, whatever. I was eight years old. Okay, I was a child. But so then the third time I rode a horse was when me and Lindsay went to Ecuador just a few mm-hmm. months ago. I was like, oh, cool. This place we're going has horses. That'll be fun. Was that was fun? the most terrifying two-hour experience of my fucking life. I, I don't want to. I don't even want to, I don't talk about so it. So they but said anyway, at the equine therapy place therapeutic. that they, <laughs> they feed off your emotion. They can sense you. They will I know that. mimic your behavior. Well, now you do. Now they're like terrified. No, the, the cowboy dude, 
was saying that to Lindsay oh. in Spanish that I just needed to say, like, I needed to just get on. Because I approached the horse and he, like, backed away. So then I backed away. And the guy was told that Lindsay was like, he said you just, he said you have to be, I can't remember what she told me. Um, but basically it was my fault. And I was like, dude, fuck this horse. They're like, very sensitive. And I don't give a shit. One of the rules, which I found fascinating, is that yeah. um, when you, like, if they knew clients, like, because we refer clients over to this place. Yeah. Um, you, the client cannot have used methamphetamine within the next last 24 hours because oh, shit. the horse that makes will sense. act like they are intoxicated. Oh my God. Imagine a methed out horse. Yes. Absolutely not. And then methed out people are bad They enough. become erratic. They become aggressive. <gasps> they become. Oh my God. Yeah. Because they're Poor feeding horse. off this person's substance use. And I'm Dude, like, oh my they, gosh, this is crazy. That's wild. I'm not, I'm poor horse. They don't want to meth around. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh my God. I'm so funny. I'm just so funny. That was hilarious. But I mean, I think everyone should do just sample equine therapy once in their life just to see. Like, I mean, it's so insightful. For me, it was. I mean, good for you. I'm not going to go, but. <laughs> You've already had I think that you should, therapy with the horses. I think you should know yourself. And if you're terrified of horses or terrified of dogs, then don't do either of those therapies. <laughs> that is also very accurate. I think you should have appropriate boundaries. Um, I think you should get a goldfish <laughs> instead. Maybe that one will give you some, some um, hope. I like goldfish. <laughs> so – I think well, we've covered it all. What do you think? Did we? I hope – you know what? And if anyone listening has insight or wants to tell us how fucking stupid we are because we don't know what we're talking about it, about animal therapy, I'm ready. I'm, I'll listen. Yeah. We'll and invite as much you research as, as I could. Yeah. And we'll try this episode again, but – God, horse therapy. Speaking of horse therapy, you know one thing that I never got into? What? Being a horse girl. You know, I was never – I just – you know how girls, like, were super into horses when we were little? Like, you, everyone knew a I, horse girl. I definitely wasn't that either. I was not yeah, a horse girl. I just had zero interest in horses. But it is – and I don't get it, and I don't really know what that's about. I like My Little Pony. I didn't have any horses. I had the Barbie horse because yeah. she came with the, the Barbie set and I did the Corvette. Not, I did not have that. I had the Barbie horse, but that was about it. She didn't even ride it. The horse kept in its stable the whole time. But I liked My Little Pony and Rainbow Dash is my favorite. Okay. And my Little Pony, My <laughs> Little Pony. Yeah, so, I, God, I do love I guess therapy show, can so. be in toys, too. They're not as scary, that's, My Little well, Pony. Well, yeah, that's play therapy, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's the topic for another time. Oh, that's a good one. I like it. All right, well, lessons learned. Go Niners. Go Niners. Taylor Swift, hope (laughs) you made it. And see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. And that's a wrap for today's topic. If you want to stay in the loop of anything new and exciting happening with this crazy duo, be sure to follow us on TikTok and Instagram at Clinically Impressed. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to stay connected, stay hydrated, and always practice safe social work. (laughs) 